Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Spot, where decks are not optimized, but our play sure is heck of fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And uh, welcome back. We got a good one for you today. It's gonna be about winning. Everybody likes winning a game of EDH. Hey, hey! We talk so much on this podcast about how we don't necessarily keep... Not, we don't keep track of winning, but it's 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 so secondary uh, in terms of, like priorities it's a secondary priority if i win great but there's so many times too that when i win it's because of my opponents where it's like oh look right. two people killed each other all right i guess i won or uh you know uh there's just so many ways that in a four-player game you can win um but uh we we've been seeing a lot of discussion uh about uh over like you know, looking back on the year, classic January type thing. Yeah. Uh, how many games you won this year? Or how many games you played? Or you know, uh, and and it, what caught our eyes were like the percentages of win. So we we figured we'd we'd discuss that topic without getting too involved with how many games I won this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> games of Commander I won is zero, uh, but not letting it bother me because i think i only played 10 12 right <laughs> actually i might have won one at brugon but cut that and, part out and i should mention i did keep track of the number of wins i got mostly because i was keeping track of the games and what started out as i wanted to know when i was playing them playing the decks that i was playing and how they were winning and losing so i would you know at the end of the night scribble a little note in a book which basically said, the deck rocked, the deck sucked, we need to take this out, or I need to add something that does this in. And then at the end of the year, I thought, I can find out how many wins I got. So I did, um, and just sort of calculated out from there. If there's one thing I know about uh, Magic players, that they love math, which is a broad generalization, sure, or at least looking at statistics, also still a broad generalization. I feel like <laughs> I hear it as often uh that magic players love math as much as they don't so you know i think it yeah 75 percent of math of magic players love math and that's accurate to within i believe plus or 75%. minus 25 percent oh, okay sure uh <laughs> i think it's uh 75 percent more so 150 percent of math uh percent okay. of magic players like math um go. i'm good at math don't worry i was a mathlete did you know that I did not know that. <laughs> In high school, I was part of a math team. A, a winning math team, might I add. We were pretty good. I think we were like third in the state or something. When I was in high school, numbers only went up to 1,000. Well, that's Canada for you. I've been around a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seems pretty accurate for the uh, metric system, is to only go up to 1,000. That's what, uh, a milli? milli that's a milli kilo. Centimeter? millicentimeter millimeter or uh well it's a millimeter is a thousandth right so it's like you want a kilo you know, one over a thousand kilo yeah. thank you Kil kilometer that's the one kilometer kilogram kilo whatever um but uh speaking of all these numbers yes uh, i think the the thing that we wanted to focus on today was winning percentage uh because if yeah. you've got a game of four people 
on average. You know, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's five. That's mm-hmm. fine. Whatever. We've talked about, uh, yeah. broadly speaking, other ways to play Commander or multiplayer magic outside of four-player. But we're going to talk about four-player today. Because yeah. given it's a easier. fair shot, given an equal uh, uh, power level, um, and like a good, say, discussion of how to how to play the game, uh, you're going to be winning statistically 25% of your games. Right. Um, and, you know, that seems like a uh, not not a lot. I mean, that's literally not a winning percentage, granted. Uh, that's if you've come in first, right? Like, how many games have you come in first? Right. Uh, and the difficulty is, like, like you said, that's not that's not a great winning percentage, but it is. Mm. We are we are all conditioned to look at the stats and look at the numbers and say anything less than fifty percent is bad, and that's because we're used to, all used to used to seeing stats around games that involve two groups or two people, and it's always one on one. So if you're under fifty percent, you're not winning even half of the games. That sounds kind of crappy. But when you're in a four-player game and you've got four distinct groups, 25% is the, is the line. So if you're winning 25% of your games, arguably, you're just, you are bang on average. That's exactly the appropriate amount of games you should be expecting to win. I would even add in, like, with, with even your concept of, you know, you've got two groups. Like, yeah. with the 25% thing, like, if, with, with four people, if you're... One or two, first place or second place, you're being fifty percent within the top half. So it's right. like, I'm not gonna yeah. harp on this too much. Redefine what you would consider a winning winning percentage, but right. uh, that's not what we're discussing here today. No, um, we're talking about coming in first. We're talking about uh, your share, which you know you could argue being twenty five percent. We're talking about casual casual commander real real low stakes games we're not talking about high powered we're not talking about like the condition of your good night of magic being oh, i won you know like that's not right. your intent going into these games um which i would say most people like that's that I, this is going to be also another generalization that feels like most people i talk to when it comes to magic is like they're not gunning for the win from turn one there's well, a point in the game generally later on where yeah. you want to win, but that's not going to be your first priority. I would argue that just about every casual player wants to win whatever game they're playing. Right. I, I don't care how casual your magic game is. You probably want to win it. The question is how much. And that's really, well, that's really the deciding factor because for the most part, we're playing low power or underpowered decks so, I mean, if you, want, if you want to win more bad enough, then you just build more powerful decks and find opponents who aren't playing powerful decks and beat them. Right. But that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for great games, and you're looking to maximize what you're doing with what you have. So the question then becomes, I don't think any of us are looking to lose more than our fair share of game. But that has to happen at some point. If you're playing in a in a four-player pod and you play 10 games, if anybody's over 25%, somebody else has to be below. It just right. has to be that way if you've got if you've got a winner for each game. 
So I, I guess it becomes more a case of we're not looking at, you know, how many wins can you get? It becomes more a case of how many wins can you get without turning off the rest of the pod? Right. And I think, too, like, what's what's important to note here is that we're not, like, talking, like, oh, like, if you come to the ninth or you're, you start the tenth game, right, and, like, you notice that, you know, well, I guess at that point it would be one person has three wins, two people would have two wins. But, like, like say, say even a bigger number, 20, right? Like, you're on the 20th game. Everybody has five wins except for one person who has four wins. Right. We're not saying let that person win. We're talking about theory here. We're talking about like uh, yeah, yeah. what what you should consider where like where you stand. I guess we're, ta- we're what we're talking about is if you notice. Well, here I can talk about one of one of my decks. Vertison Gorm Ooh. has a win percentage over fifty percent. Oh my god, that's too high. How many games have you played uh, with Vertis? See, that's just it. Only six. Okay. So the number is low. And at least a couple of those wins have, or I think at least one of those wins came in a three-player game where you're supposed to be winning a third of the time. So at some point, when the number gets high enough with one of your decks, you have to stop and say, is this deck fair? What is this deck doing Mm. that's making it so much more powerful than the other decks I'm playing? I mean, in my case, almost all of my games come in my Thursday night play group. With the exception of a handful from when we get different players in at BrewCon, or I'll go to Magicon Philly, or some or something along that line, I very much can set up my decks to have the kind of win rate that I'm looking for with my group because I'm not interested in in creating a group where everybody is just gunning for me all the time because my win rate is so high. That's that's not something I want, and for the most part, I don't think that's something anybody wants. Because you get to that stage, and then you start looking at um, your opponents start thinking to themselves, well, the best way to get a better win rate or to knock that person down a notch is to build stronger decks. And now you're into an arms race that you want no part of. No. And I mean, like, it, it even as much as, like, creating an arms race, like, it's going to just create an environment where if, say, a new person comes, I've been in this situation. Right. Like I'm, I was the new person once and night one, it was like, well, you know, even if you said it tongue in cheekly, it's like, oh, go after this person, this person, you know, does that thing. Like, I'm sure that didn't feel good for that person. But I also think that given the circumstances, that person also understood and like kind of played into it. So it's like that, that as well. But like, if you're winning, say 60% of the games across all your decks, Right. It's a time for discussion amongst your play group. Um, and I right. would even argue that that's the case for numbers probably above 30%. Like, if you're winning across all of your decks over 30%, like, that's that's a lot. Right. Know? Well, and what is too much? Because, I mean, like, you you said it at 30. And I found out what my, what my win rate was. I was right around 28%. Okay. Um, and my attitude was, you know what? If that gets up to 33 is when I'm concerned. I sort of looked at it and said, if I'm winning at a rate that's appropriate, if we were playing one out of three players, then that's probably too much. But anything below that, I thought, that's going to be okay. And that's completely arbitrary on my part. Right. I, I didn't base that on anything. 
And our group does not track wins. It's not as though there's a chart or a spreadsheet somewhere and we're marking down who's getting a win. Um, we don't, we just don't keep track of it. And I would argue that most of the players in my play group, if they knew what, what my win percentage was, they'd probably be a little surprised, but not that Col- much. I mean, color me surprised. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I know you to have won a game, you know, out of pocket maybe where it was like i feel like i've been around for a lot of games that are those types of games where it's like everyone but you kind of kills each other and then you're like i guess i won uh and i mean everyone in the play group has that kind of scenario like that happens to all of us in that play group but i think also like yeah it obviously depends on commander and stuff but or like right. what deck you're playing um but i think also like i wonder how it looks on a bigger scheme you know you and i were talking about uh i don't remember what it was but this person was talking about their statistics and it was like they had essentially a game a year i mean a game a day for the year and so it was like much bigger pool like while you had marked out for the year what 80 games yeah roughly 80 games for the year which yeah which is under two two, it's it's under two yeah it's well under two a week week. um and that's if you played every week um and so it's it's difficult where a game does change those percentages dramatically. Um, right. Like if you were to win, lose a game, you know, it would come down from 33 to maybe 31. So with that too, like it's, it's a matter of how you're winning. I mean, I don't mean to well, always bring it back to this, but like your table presence as a person really does matter. It really does. And to what you were saying. I had a stretch through the summer. Uh, I don't believe I won a game in August. I just, the, you know, the entire month was just a wash. I lost every single game all the way through. And then sometime halfway through, halfway through October into November, my win rate was, I think, just over 50%. It evened itself out over the long run. But it was just, you know, that's sort of the way it went. And I appreciate that there are some games where it's like, oops, I won. And other games where you are a non-entity in the entire game, everybody leaves you alone, and you sneak one out at the end. And there's, there's all, different, all right. sorts of different ways to get the wins, especially those wins where nobody really seems to pay attention that you actually got a win. I think that's, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's also normal for the law of averages or, like, normal for, you know, standard deviation in general is, like, that's going to happen. There, right. there's gonna, gonna be it's going to happen to everybody. It just, it just is. We're all going to suffer mana screw. We're all going to get yeah. mana flooded. It, it's just going to happen. Like I said, it, it's less about how and more about the volume of wins. And there's a certain amount, you know, there's a range where nobody really notices. And then when you start tipping beyond that range, that volume becomes enough where you're just like, whoa. I mean, like you said, 30%. If I was winning 40%, or 35% of the games. My group's going to notice. Yeah. You know, especially where I... that means like what? Like most weeks if you say you average two games a night uh, right. or two games a week, most weeks you're going to be winning about half of them. Right. And that's that's a lot rather than like once every two weeks, you know. It is, especially when it means that everybody else has is is always winning the rest. Right. But everybody else isn't there every week. Right. 
So if you've got different people there each week, it means most people are probably only winning one game in every every three nights. Right. And yet and somehow like, I'm winning almost every night. And that's specific to us where we have, or I mean, right. where you have a, a play group that has a set cast yeah. of people that, you know, they rotate in and out depending on their weeks, depending on like their availability. Yeah. But like, you know, you compare it to say like an LGS where maybe you'll get three games in a night uh, every week, but like you're dealing with like a larger pool of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're winning more consistently, certain people will notice more regardless. Um, right. But even in those, and even in those situations, then, you know, consider the deck choices that you're making. Maybe you are consistently choosing a deck that's just a little overpowered for the group that you're looking at. If you're at your LGS, you already know who are the really good players and who have the really good decks and what decks I need to watch out for. Once you've been going for a little while, most of the time you can say, okay, the power level at at this store is here. There's a couple of guys who have a couple of decks that are more powerful. And I'm trying to play according to that. But if you're winning... 30 plus percent, maybe your deck choice is just a little too powerful for every single game you're getting yourself into. Or you're looking at it and maybe it's just an individual deck. Maybe one of your decks is just ridiculous off the scale and it's skewing your numbers. Pay attention to that deck. I hate to be the one who says, you know, you need to power down your deck because it's obviously too strong. But where is the fun for all of your other opponents? If you happen to be in a group that loves to do a three-on-one, and as soon as you flip your commander over and show everybody what you're playing, they're all like, oh, as long as they all enjoy that, I guess that's fine. But for the most part, yeah, people don't enjoy that. We're playing a four-player game where we we're hoping to be able to attack each other and go all over the place and do some politics. Yeah, and be all given kind of choices stuff. rather than be forced into a scenario. And I think, too, yeah, and I think, too, without this episode kind of just sounding like don't do this. Don't win all the time. Like you also have to consider the the flip side of the coin, which is, do you consider second and third losing? Because like, then your losing percentage is going to be much higher. But like, if you're considering just first place is winning, you should balance it out by considering just fourth place is losing. Or Mm -hmm. at least if you're in a three player game, third place. But like with that, like then you should be losing quote unquote 25% of the time. Yeah. Um, it's it's about like adjusting your your expectations from a game, um, and these are obviously about larger numbers, larger sets of numbers than just like say, oh, I lost twenty five percent of ten games. Like we're talking yeah. about over the year, over the court. Like you're you're trying yeah. to temper your own expectations of like competitiveness. Because, like, if you're winning first place 15% of the time, then, yeah, like, it's going to feel bad. Uh, But, like, if you're looking at it over the course of six games, you won one, then, yeah, that's, that's, you know, 15%. Uh, But, like, if you're looking at it over the course of 100 games, then, yeah, 15% is going to feel much worse in that end so it's like it right. like extrapolate as you will um but like also think about the reverse side of the coin where it's like i come in second and third a lot as me and that feels really good as a player you're gonna mm-hmm. want to come in second and third 50 percent of the time ish 
my goal for every single game is to be playing when the game ends because I want to play. Mm. That's that's really what I want to do. I want to play Magic. I am far less worried about the win and far more interested in 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 the game state and playing the game and being and being involved. The last thing I want is to be the first person out who has to sit and wait for the game to finish. This this is coming from a guy where mo- who plays most of his games in his own home where I could literally get up and do something else. Yeah. And I'll be I, honest. I still want to be there. Um, that's kind of the point in the game where I try to speed things up. Whether it's speeding headfirst into a wall and losing or speeding headfirst into a win is like when that first person's out, we're nearing the end game, or at least should be. Right. I think you're sort of hit, we're sort of you're sort of hitting it on the head here, Andy. I'm not talking about the win percentage as being too high. I'm talking about the win percentage as being uh, an indicator of how your games play. When you get a win rate that's that gets to be too high, it is likely that your opponents are having less fun. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they're going to have, you know, oh, I'm not saying that at 33% it's too high, but at 31% it's, it's just right. I'm just saying, use that as an indicator. The whole point of Commander is that everybody is having fun. None of us should give a damn what our win percentage is. Right. It, it's just not relevant. What you should be caring about is does your deck play the way, you know, does your deck produce a fun game for you and the, play, you and the other players around you? And I think even beyond just like the the subjective nature of fun, yeah. Like, and not to you know, I'm not like, yep, not making fun of you for saying fun, but like, oh. it, like what it is we're trying to say is that these are moving goalposts. They should always yeah. be in flux. It's never about oh, I should try to throw this game because I've been winning too much. It's about like analyzing how you are as a player. It's it's about you being you know the best player you can be rather than being the best you know player at the table like there's there's a difference between skill and i don't know i'm not even saying that people who go for the wins are bad people uh it's about like being aware of your surroundings understanding the context with which to justify continue playing with you like if people like if you notice people are upset about playing with you it's probably because you're winning too much um or at least it, winning in like it, shitty it cer- ways, right? It certainly has, or it can be an issue. It, it is. It's something you really do need to take into consideration. And again, like this is not me telling you win less. This is not me right. telling you win more. This is not the win. The win and your win percentage can be an indicator of of issues in your games. I want my opponents to be having fun. I want to have fun. And sure, I'm going to have, you know, I'll have some fun if I'm winning, but I want, I want everybody to be there and enjoying themselves and having, and having a good time. Um, yeah. And when your win percentage starts to become oppressive, you need to be paying attention to that. Yeah. I think that, I mean, it's, it's along similar lines of how you and I discuss, say, counter spells or, you know, board yeah. wipes. It's like, it, it's all contextual. It's all... Uh, you know, dependent on if you have something to follow it up with or, you know, like if you're just doing yeah. it to like make sure somebody absolutely like just shut their game off. And like it's this same context that uh, tells me like, okay, your win percentage doesn't tell me how good of a player you are, but if it is too high, it tells me exactly what kind of player you are. And maybe that's not something I want to play with. 
So it's just being aware of these borders of, of how you're coming across at specifically a casual table. Um, right. So we're not telling you, yeah, we're not telling you stop winning so much. We're telling you you're winning so much says a lot to your opponents. Just take care. Pay attention. Pay attention to your opponents. Make sure that they're having a good, make sure they're having a good, good time as well. It's an indicator. Yeah. It was a, it was an exciting one. Uh, I can't wait to win another game. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that'll do it for us for this week. Uh, we're going to be back next week with the Temple's Treasures. Uh, so be excited for that one. Because uh, we're Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized. But our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, if you are, uh, press that subscribe button. We do this every week on Wednesdays. So play some magic for me. Have a great night. May your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Mana Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!